0: wow that was pleasant
1: this episode is brought to you by shopify
2: That's very nice. So yeah, nice. pleasant. Whatever. Jake's not here today. Jake's not here today. You gotta fill his shoes. <laughs> yeah. Sam I know it's a, little, it's a little tough syncing up with him when he plays there. He's like, hey, let's play a thing together. Like, ah, dude, I don't know how big that lag's going to be, but we'll, let's go for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's more of a soundscape at that point.
2: Soundscape. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the reason it's just us, because Jake's not as much of a nerd as we are about anime, I guess.
2: No. <laughs> so we're he doing doesn't an study anime the blade. I saw some clips. <clears throat> From Chainsaw. And before Man? everybody
0: leaves, before everybody leaves. Oh, whoa. It's not, it's not a nerdy anime podcast, actually. Well, I mean,
2: we, it doesn't mean we can't start it off like one. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was doing some like VAR research and I came across some really cool uh, animatics for um, Chainsaw Man mm-hmm. uh, that were posted on Twitter, which is just super, super, super cool because uh, they would there's all these shots basically they'd visit with Blender and then they make the you know this grayscale render of 3d camera motion with some placeholder objects which eventually is going to be kind of filled in with animation but they use that as the base plate to animate the main character jumping around and doing crazy stunts hmm. so uh, i think similar techniques are used with like attack on titan they yeah just... i
3: remember that shot of him ziplining through the whole city and yeah so crazy it just perspective stuff
2: starts in 3d they have like a placeholder kind of thing and then they're just like look just make the guy jump around in the scene go for it you know <laughs> here's a few keyframes probably but uh
3: Do they hand draw over the renders or do they keep the renders and then just add like an animated character in? Well, I didn't
2: see like a 3D animated character in the scene. It was just like a background plate of the camera with swooping across this big room with some people in it. Mm. And then the character was just like roughly sketched on top of this super low quality render. And Mm. I was just like, I was kind of inspired. I was like, man, that'd be cool to do something like that in our anime video.
0: Yeah, because we're making an anime video. Yeah. Which I guess some people might know, but not a lot. Of people we keep know. talking about it. Yeah. So this is one of those things where, like, we have this really cool video we're working on, but we haven't shown anything because kind of want to be the first ones to, to do it. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then once we do it, we're like, <clears throat> we're going to show people how we did it and people can do the technique themselves. But, you know, like, I think the thing that's inspiring about the Chainsaw Man thing is this idea of just being able to put together a vision and like have it kind of come together into an actual aesthetically pleasing frame, you know, without having to spend as much time as you used to have to do on it. You can also plan it better. So, yeah. you know, we last year, like Dean started experimenting with the the, the Spider-Man shot and yeah. actually it started with arcane, didn't it? It started with an arcane like stable diffusion model.
3: Yeah, it was literally, I just, I think I, you had showed me some crazy stuff with stable diffusion. I started testing it out on video because I had seen people were doing like uh, sort of like prompt videos where they would it would run off of a prompt and just denoise over a bunch of frames, so it would kind of like warp into this weird psychedelic thing. But uh, there was this image to image thing, and you know I didn't see anybody using it, so I came into the studio one morning and just filmed me doing like crazy movements and then ran it through yeah the arcane model. And then, yeah, we tested out uh, just, like, locking off the faces. And and we talked about this in the Spider-Verse video, but uh, that was, like, baby's first step into <laughs> AI animation was, like, you know, just having the knowledge of the noise patterns, as you had kind of described it to me. I was like, oh, if we just lock off the noise pattern on the face, you know, that'll work pretty well. Mm-hmm. But all the while in the background, you were working on, like, the the Next giga step. chad level ver- <laughs> version of that process which yeah which we won't go into
0: detail on that exact process yet. Yeah. But we can talk about what like the goals what we've been trying to do and like the problems we've been trying to solve and what you guys will eventually see when the video comes out. But yeah, you know, it's this idea of going like hey, so if you use this this diffusion model that's effectively good at visualizing anything um you know, so if you have this model where you've like just fed it a lot of images, I guess you can use that to make your image look like anything you want to look like, you know, I can, everything becomes reference, you know, it becomes blocking. It's like, I can just stand there in front of a wall as an example, like, Hey, I want a person to be in this form, but I want them to be an astronaut, you know, and then it draws an astronaut kind of in the same pose. And like the whole idea of being able to do this at full motion. So you just do, you know, every frame for 24 frames per second was really like really alluring. But as we saw when we tried to do it, it just, every frame was interpreted, interpreted slightly differently. Mm -hmm. So that's been a big problem we've been trying to solve in a very like hacky way because we're just like, you know, just YouTube people using open source software to do so. But like the, the whole idea behind this is that like, if we can figure this out, it, it basically eliminates the need of hard technical work to achieve a vision and just kind of like fast forwards, you to just getting the vision that you want. like, like the a great example is what if you wanted to shoot a movie on your iPhone, but you wanted to look like it was shot in Alexa? Yeah. You know, well, can we basically create the equivalent of an Alexa filter for the iPhone where it uses an AI to just alter the actual deep characteristics of an image? Have you tried that?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I actually have not. And it would probably actually work pretty decently. I wonder if that would work.
2: <laughs> yeah I feel it's like, like I, yeah give it a crappy picture and say like i want like the good version of this yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i think it would work because like honestly i i only realized lately i was playing with mid journey and uh i forgot what i saw maybe some concept art or something and i was like what if i like type something i want with concept art but then use like sony a73 lightroom presets like all these <laughs> phrases that you associate with like a stunning image mm-hmm. and it just like, worked i was like <laughs> what in the heck so like all these weird fantasy things i've been trying to mess with now are just like super real looking um so cool because i was i was kind of inspired by what is it like uh did you ever see those those keith showfield ones uh he's been this guy uh, a music video guy or director guy so. yeah posts on twitter he makes these like remakes or like fake fake 80s movies
3: oh Mm. i've been seeing these all over youtube yeah
2: yeah it's like a certain style um and i think uh the one of the phrases he was using to like really hone in on the vibe was dvd screen grab yeah yeah (laughs) and so i started playing with that too and boom lo and behold if i type the 80s movie screen grab dvd specifically dvd screen grab (laughs) and then go off on a tangent there um it would make things look like still frames from an 80s movie. And yeah. you can just start doing whatever the heck you want after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, there, I mean, cool. there are
0: ways to do that with, with diffusion also. I mean, Mid Journey is a diffusion model, so.
2: Have you seen, yeah. the, like, the Dark Souls or the Bloodborne ones? <clears throat> I didn't. I saw the, uh, the Bloodborne ones are really
0: kind funny. of like Cronenberg. The Cronenberg like, ones. The yeah, that's, that's the Those key. I, oh, great. Ones.
3: I saw yeah. a uh, Halo in the style of the 1984 Dune and it was oh. like, awesome. Yeah, was, was he,
2: I, I, I really like those. Was Keith yeah. Schofield
3: the one that
0: was doing, like, people would angrily reply to, like, the picture he'd post, Yeah, you would take that as a subtitle and put that on, like, a like a, a tormented human-monster hybrid, <laughs> like,
2: as if they're saying that? Yeah, no, because he, he did this fake one I called love David Cronenberg's Galaxy of Flesh. And, <laughs> and it's just all these scientists with, like, weird flesh robots, and it, it looks like it's straight-up wacky It's ass. amazing. It's it, so 80s good. Movie. Yeah. And people, you know, obviously were like, I can't believe you'd do this. You you are what a terrible, to, like, kill yourself. treacherous person. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're so terrible. Like then, some, you know, obviously some BuzzFeed articles like people are slamming this guy. It's, just like, it's like, come on, this guy's literally effing around with a silly AI image gemer- generator and people are treating him like Hitler. Well, it,
0: it turned into art once he started taking those quotes. Of these tormented, angry individuals, it truly did. And then showing the, us the monster. Yeah, like, <laughs> right like it's like the caption as, or yeah, the subtitle. Yeah, it's like a '90s DVD <laughs> subtitle on there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> of their angry comment, and I was just like, "Yes, yeah, <laughs> this serious. is
0: a tragedy, and you should burn all you hold dear." It's like like monster
2: It's
0: like.
2: It's so Uh, good. It's so good.
1: Unlike the other Jordan, I do most of my learning away from the computers. I'm doing producing, I'm doing sword fighting, I'm doing Muay Thai. So I need a wallet that's gonna keep up with my active lifestyle. So that's why I'm here to talk to you about today's sponsor, Ridge. So my favorite thing about the Ridge wallet is that it comes in over 30 colors and styles. This wallet is made with RFID blocking technology that protects you from digital pickpocketers. Also, each wallet comes with a lifetime warranty. Wallets have over 50,000 five-star reviews. The Ridge team is so confident that you'll like it that they'll let you test drive it for 99 days. You can send it back for a full refund if you don't like it. I keep our little security card in here because I actually just used it today to get into the studio. Welcome, Jordan. There's room for 12 different cards in here and plus there's room for cash. On top of the wallet, they also make a bunch of other amazing great gifts. They have this backpack that's my personal favorite. I'm taking this to Italy. They have key cases, they have watches, and they have stylish rings. If you go to rich.com slash quarter crew, you can get up to 10% off. That's rich.com slash quarter crew for up to 10% off.
2: Like, you know, like the last podcast where we talked about legalities of AI art, you know, it's, I think it was really important, you know, for when that came out and all the stuff surrounding it, it was very important to not have like a bias, Mm -hmm. you know, or not, not like come to a, like a judgment on it because of this legally legal aspect but you know as i guess i'm sure i don't know how you guys feel but really feels like people are kind of kind of blowing this there's a big there's a huge like
0: hate i mean it's just a, the internet thing these days like there's these huge like yeah. hate fests on things
2: yeah but i've seen like a lot like a lot of really great artists that i respect you know like on instagram like they you know when the the no ai banner came out they're all like reposting it i'm like like i like your work but I also like this too, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's always been like, there's so many misunderstandings around it. I mean, just looking at the comments of the other, like the videos we uploaded this past week about that lawsuit. And it was like, yeah, I wonder if this program is going to get sued. It's like the program's not copyright infringement. The actual, like the actual AI program, the, like the diffusion model, the mass structures, there's, there's zero copyright infringement. That's, yeah. that's a no, like there's no legal issues whatsoever with that. Like people think that the AI program is what's like what's getting sued and where the copyright issues are it's like no it's just it's just a model it's just a single trained model and there's already thousands of models out there you know um yeah and i think it's something that's something important to explore but just like you know people have characters in their minds of what ai is and ai is a really cool term from hollywood that we're using to describe it's actually just Statistics. Yeah, it's <laughs> just <know>? equations. <laughs> it's yeah. just statistics equations. Yeah, it's not like it's not an actual intelligence. It's just a algorithm where you can feed it a solution that you're looking for, and it'll slowly find an optimized way to get to that solution. It's a cool computer tool, and it's very powerful, but it's that's that's all it is, you know.
3: Yeah, I I understand the perspective of artists, though. Like I feel like I I kind of really came around to that just uh i feel like this year i've been getting more of a respect for like the manual arts Mm -hmm. illustration painting and stuff and and the work that goes into that and i i do think there is something messed up about having these data sets pulling from artists without their consent um but i think the most like the people that we can all unite against are the people who think they're like prompt engineers and that makes them an artist you know like
2: yeah the flip side pretty silly too <clears throat>
3: well, <laughs> yeah there,
0: art i mean at the end of the day if you spend if you spend enough time in the world of like fine arts you realize that the only thing that actually matters is the concept yeah at the end of the day like medium format all that stuff is super cool but the thing that hits you is the idea mm-hmm. you know so you can have a cool concept that is delivered through your prompt. And it can be clever, and it's like, damn, that's a really cool idea for a prompt, and it gives you a cool image, you know, mm-hmm. that's art, but it's not like the person didn't paint the image, but like, yeah, I mean, is, it's a cool concept, yeah. but
2: it, I, I don't know, it's like, it's, it's half we we we've talked about this differently though. It's like concept versus execution, because mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, in the past though, like we we I think we've had conversations too where it's like concept and ideas don't matter; it's the execution that does. Mm-hmm. And so now this is it's a weird gray area where it's like, okay, hold on. Is making an AI image an execution of a concept or not? You it know? can be. I mean, it could be, I suppose. Yeah. I, so it's it's kind of like
0: you can't define it. You just got to like, does it make you feel something and does it feel special? And yeah, you know, it's AI art when you look at AI art. It's like, wow, it's AI art. There's like something not exciting about a lot of AI art because it is Dude. so derivative
3: <laughs> to and, use the term the other video. Do you have this thing now? Sometimes I'll scroll down like my Instagram or my Explore page and I'll see a cool image. And I'll instinctively like click on it and go to the hashtags to, to see if it's s- to see if it says mid-journey or anything. Cause I'm like I'll do that once in a while. Yeah. But also I think
0: it shows how much art is formulaic that people make. That's true, yeah. You know? It's like how many like silhouetted like cartoon character with clouds and a blue whale in the sky can you like see before it's like, I guess human beings are just AI, you know?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> the astronaut in space, CG render. You know, it's like
2: Oh yes. <laughs> Give me some a- astronaut. Floating in space CGI render. Yeah.
0: I mean, at this point, like every Marvel character is basically just a human being version of a diffusion model <laughs> of a superhero. You know, they all kind of look the same. But they all kind of look different. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's crazy stuff, but like, you know, forgetting all that bullshit, like, because there's a lot of bullshit around it, forgetting all that bullshit, just going to a tool that can replicate visual forms and attach them to words, which at its core is what it is. You know, so you get away from all like the anime and Instagram posturing. Like the thought was, can we use this technology to let us make an actual anime like full blown? Hey, those are anime characters on the screen talking and moving and like actually doing interesting things. Yeah. And it's not like just a jumbled mess. And skip the drawing part. And skip the drawing part, which (laughs) is an important part of anime, but not necessarily always the most important part of anime. Right. (laughs) It's an animation thing like when when people when Pixar became a thing, there were people who'd been like, oh, hand drawn animation is better. And it's like it doesn't matter. Stop ranking things. Do you like Toy Story? It's a great it's a great movie, you know, and it doesn't make t- like two dimensional cartoons bad. They're also great. But like that's kind of what I see here is like if we can come up with this new version of like animation that is cool and it works like, yeah, we're not trying to say it's hand drawn frame by frame cartoons but I can still scratch that itch that like 3d animation and you know, hand-drawn animation and all that kind of stuff scratches. But what if you could get to that stage of having like an awesome animation in like a matter of minutes <laughs> as opposed yeah. to days?
3: Well, I'm interested, like, do you guys, I think you had mentioned the same, like do you feel like this is the logical conclusion of these videos or like the, the highest form of these videos where it's like before you were doing, you know, making live action plates kind of look like that anime style but now it's like fully yeah full-blown anime i think
2: it's like one degree below like the degree above this is uh like making things feel like it's rendered or 3d animation mm. like that i think could be i mean it's that also with the alexa style transfer concept they're both <laughs> kind of one and the same but uh but yeah it's like because i think you know with you know creating ai images it's like each one's different Yeah. So going doing like an anime approach where, okay, yeah, each frame is going to be different. Makes sense for where things are at right now. Mm -hmm. So as far as like peaking with what's available this week, you know, (laughs) it it feels like that. Um, So until yeah, because sure, you can do the arcane 3D model styles or something like that, but it won't have the motion of it. Like each frame will look great, but it won't have the motion. So that's where it's like, okay, something cartoony or anime esque functions better in this world.
0: Which is I think what we've also discovered is that like animation is still very much at the heart of this thing. It's just it's a much it's a much more direct form of animation where it's almost like puppetry combined with like solid basic animation in your timeline. Like so here's the thing. So we 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 look at classic anime like from the 90s when you don't have like fancy computer graphics like so 3D animation. I mean there 3D animation exists but you don't really have that in animate like you know anime animation at the time. You have a lot of flat planes moving at different speeds. Yeah. And, you know, with that tool, they've like the artists back then did a million different things and they're all amazing. (laughs) And you watch classic cartoons like this is really cool stuff. And there's no reason why you can't keep doing that. Like, yeah, sure, you can build a 3D model these days and make stuff really fancy, but you can still do all the stuff that looked really awesome. That was just basic 2D animation. And the really cool thing is right now doing that basic 2D animation like in your editing timeline is real time and it happens instantly, and you can just do it, you can watch it, and you can move things around and just, you know, try it again. Like, that would be such a dream for any animator back then to literally, at the speed, the f- as fast as they can think, they can animate. You know, they can make the background move, and the foreground can move, and it can zoom in, the character can, you know, slide across screen, and it just happens instantly. And, like, we always talk about that being the dream for us as, like, artists and filmmakers, is just being able to work at the speed of thought. So, like, when I step back and I look, and I look at the, the picture right now, what you can do, is like, you can do all the tricks from the nineties and all the arrows before in animation, like all the layering tricks, you can do that now at the speed of thought. Mm. So take that and do that. And don't, don't try to do more than that. Just try to execute on that as well as you can. It's like being really good at playing a bucket, right? There's people who are really good at playing (laughs) drums on a bucket. (laughs) It's a, it's a basic instrument, but like they can do some really awesome stuff. So it's like, start there (laughs) before you go and buy a crazy drum set. Um, So combining that concept within us as characters filmed on a green screen means now we get to control all of our movements. We get to control all of our poses. Lighting is as easy as putting up a real light and just shining it on us. And then you take this and you turn the the filmed and acted video of us as if we are now puppeteering an anime character. And you turn it into an anime character. And then you do all your hand animation, which you still have to do. So like real animation comes into play here, and suddenly you start looking at. A cartoon and it starts to hit like a cartoon and it has like the visual metaphors and the visual energy of a cartoon and like the style and like when we watch the rough edits right now like of, of this anime video we're making like every time every once in a while it pops back into regular footage because we don't have a shot done and it just looks really it's lame just too and dorky <laughs>
3: <laughs> Dude,
0: yeah. It's like these dumb costumes, anime characters just <laughs> screaming at each other. And it cuts to like Dumpy Nico and Dorky Dean, <laughs> like <laughs> doing it from there. But it's working and it's really cool. And like the fact that these shots are coming together is really kind of inspires me because I'm like, I just made a cool shot and it only took me 20 minutes and I can make another cool shot and I can go on a green screen and I can just film a cool shot. And I literally just, it all just happens at the speed of thought. It's like, Hey Sam, what if I do this motion? Sam's like, cool, I'll do this video with my dang phone to get a cool path like through it. And then we just do it and it's done. Like there's no like crazy steps you have to take from there. You don't have to like have a crew do anything. You have to light anything. You don't have to like do any set dressing. You almost don't even have to do any visual effects. You know, you just you just run it through then the pipeline to apply the look, which is not just a click of a button. It's actually rather complicated. But then out the other end comes this element that you just do some basic animation on, and now you have a
3: cartoon. Yeah, man, it's it's so exciting. I think I feel like every time we take a step back and look at it, it's like so great. Like, I mean, because no nobody's doing anything close to this with the AI stuff that that I've seen. Yeah, nobody's
0: doing. I mean, there's like little tests. Or they're here like that us, or there there's not posting it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, perhaps. But I think we're kind of ahead of the curve by quite a bit here. Hopefully.
3: Yeah, yeah. I th- I feel yeah, it's like. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about at least for the future of this specific application of it is like when like we talk about when it will understand temporally how these images are are coming together. And like, I mean, even little things like having like it could do a, a face track before mm-hmm. you put it in and then turn an actor's face into something that like, only latent space will understand. <laughs> and then it kicks out something that will perfectly get what you want. And then mm-hmm. it gives you like vectors for things. And um, I feel like all that's, I mean, just with how fast this has come along, I feel like all that's coming. Um, like I even sent you something yesterday, like the I was looking at uh Bruce Tim, who did Batman the Anime series. Mm-hmm. He had uh like all these drawings, uh kind of oh, yeah, rule r- guides. Yeah, yeah, like character sheets for like, okay, if, if Batman's uh, looking up, you don't want to, you know, you only draw the ch- the the lower part of the chin if you really have to. And, like, being able to give those rules instead of to an artist who has to sit there and be like, shit, I got to draw another picture. Like, the AI just learns how to do that. And then you, as the person coming up with this piece, can just be like, I'm going to set the rules and it can do all the boring stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's... Well, I
2: mean, that's kind of what Dream Booth is in a way. I, that's how I equate Dreambooth to be yeah. like, where it's like, here's the rules of what this object is looking like generally.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's just going, here's visual forms, and they are tied to this, this token, this word. And if this token is present, make these visual forms present in the image.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's like all there is to it, you know? Yeah. It's really, really crazy. Because if we put this out, and it works well. Like, I'm kind of hoping we build a little bit of a community around it of people who are trying to also figure it out and make it work. Because we kind of just might unlock a way to do cartoons, any kind of cartoon, really, in a matter of, you know, doing a couple days of like shooting on a green screen in a few days on a computer rather than like weeks with a team of 40 people doing animation by hand. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. It also lets you just tell stories in a really simple way. Like, this, the story takes place in a cathedral. <laughs> you know, it's really hard to shoot in a cathedral. And it involves characters wearing very fancy costumes, which would be very complicated to get looking good on set.
2: Yeah. Like, I simultaneously hate green screen filming, mm-hmm. but also like love it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Same. Because like, it's comfortable. It was like,
0: it's air conditioned. Yeah. But like, before <laughs> 20,
2: like right around the whole, I think it was like right when my daughter was born. And it was like, that was right when the pandemic started. So I started the unreal engine thing then. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like the, like what I was seeing in that was like, okay, holy shit. We're trying to do these crazy ideas in these crazy locations with crazy things. And it's like, Oh, this is sweet. Unreal is like, okay, I can use this tool to just do that. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, where it's like, okay, you want a virtual camera thing, or you want to use volume or like just even using mocap suits and doing it all CG. It's like, okay, well now, I'm seeing that tool to allow you to do that. And this whole process of like delving into AI art and all that stuff, it's like, it's the same thing. It's the same feeling of like, oh, cool. Another tool that like just broadens the horizon of what you can do.
3: Yeah, it's funny, like unreal is almost like the other end of the spectrum of or two sides of the same coin where Mm -hmm. unreal is like, it gives you control over literally everything. And then AI just does everything, but you have like zero control over it. Yeah.
2: But but the benefit still of both is that like there is this huge like speed factor in doing Mm -hmm. it. It's like, okay, you're doing an animation. Cool. Here's a really fast way to do that. And Unreal is like, okay, well, let's say you want something a little more specific and clear, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Like you can still yeah, bust through that stuff super, super fast.
0: Yeah. I mean, what we're what we're basically trying to do, what we're trying to develop is basically the equivalent of A motion capture method for AI where it's like, I want to create a character. How do I motion capture, so to speak, with a picture? That's kind of what we're doing. It's like, you film ourselves doing a certain way. And then out from the other end comes our character acting a certain way. And like with Unreal Engine, it's like, you have to film, you have to record yourself wearing a special suit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then out from the other end comes a character. Yeah. Wearing, I guess, another special suit. (laughs) But that one's made out of polygons.
3: But pretty soon, like with the text to 3d stuff, it's going to be like, you know, prompt my character, then yeah. put on a mocap suit. And then it just <laughs> act as that character. And then that's going to be the union of it all. Yeah. Yeah. I think
2: like the big difference with this whole video versus the like live action ones <clears throat> we did though. Um, it's live really, action. Animes, the specific. live action anime videos. Yeah. There's, there's a ton of similarities though. Mm-hmm. Like effectively the shooting style is Almost the same. Like, actually,
0: yeah. How we act- the cinematography itself. You're right. Is almost exactly the same.
2: Well, because because we we're filming it live action at at you know the beginning, and so like lots of similar techniques are used. It's just because it's on a green screen and because we're like po- you know processing the images so much. Like really, the only thing that is actually different from it is there's just no like rotoscoping. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like uh, that. They do r-
0: so much effects work on the real footage, anyways
2: yeah and I mean even, even <clears> in the live action green uh, live action anime videos we'd always have the pop out green screen for whenever you need like a crazy background moment to happen or something, and it's still doing that you know yeah, um, yeah like
0: all the same like effects and compositing kind of still happen, but it's
2: just in this now they look like cartoon characters there's way more cartoony, yeah, yeah. But now, it also
0: eliminates the need for like well, I guess we never really had motion tracking in the other ones either the the
2: big difference uh, between the live action and this is that since we end up with like two dimensional plates and backgrounds and stuff like that. Um, yeah, this week, as I was showing you guys, it's like, I'm, 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 I mean, it's old stuff. It's old animation techniques, but it's the personal epiphany of having a few 2d layers and like forcing a 3d movement or forcing parallax yeah. to, you know, give you something that is unachievable if you're filming it for real. Mm. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. We,
0: we set that rule for ourselves early on in this process, which was, like I said, no 3D. So anything that you want to do to look 3D has to be done by hand, by eye. So it's mathematically imperfect. It's wrong on purpose.
2: Yeah, but it's better in a <laughs> way. It's better. It's more fun, though. If <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you you guys have had those <clears> moments, too, where you visualize a shot yeah and then you try and film it and you're like oh shoot <laughs> yeah real life doesn't work that way real life doesn't work that way like, <laughs> like how how do you get that shot you know <laughs> like that's you can't quite fit all that into the same frame or there's no way to get the stuff to move like yeah yeah
0: it's like i have to change focal lengths and I have to change speed and the camera has to do this when it's going slow motion which it can't you know it's like yeah all these things suddenly require yeah impossible systems
3: although i will say i think you do that in animation you guys really did achieve that with those old uh anime videos like those those have always been my my favorite videos that you guys did and um i mean especially uh uh what is the video called anime because it was anime fast and furious at one point right yeah just Uh, uh, for the search engine optimization but anime (laughs) self-driving cars i renamed it
2: back to just what it was called the working title which was just yeah anime self-driving cars
0: because that's (laughs) it (laughs) <laughs> so
3: i watched um red line for the first time recently was that like a big inspiration for we had not seen red line before watching that oh really no yeah. that was just raw
2: no it was it was just like um all the stuff coming out with tesla and all the autonomous cars coming out and then we were just seeing that and going oh what if this was an initial d race <laughs> where no one touched the steering wheels so that's <laughs> the best part is the, the driver's driver's just, like clint's there. hands on his like he's knees. on his knees <laughs> just calmly sitting there <laughs> as his car does everything <clears throat> like yeah that, but that was the whole thing it's just like how funny it would it be fun yeah do a street race where the drivers are just sitting in a box
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah there's shots in there like um like i was just watching it. there's a shot where like Clint is wipes the frame and it hits like and goes to D and I don't know. I feel like you guys have, that's like, like I haven't seen other than, like we talked about like Bollywood Mm -hmm. or, you know, certain other movies, like you guys really nail that style. Just like, what is your kind of origin story with, like with anime or like getting into that style?
0: I mean, for me, it's just all about like with, with YouTube storytelling, you have to get to the point so fast that like anime story, like cinematography and storytelling does that and like keeps it really hyped. But also I really like having super strong visual metaphor that matches like what's happening in the story emotionally. And to do that with like cinematography is really hard and expensive. Like, Think of like a Christopher Nolan movie with like how they have to light and dress their sets. To so like how they have to set up real nukes to like get a <laughs> yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know, so it's like, how do you get a vibe, like a cool vibe that impresses people and feels fresh and like special? And it's like, well, you can either go crazy with like cameras and lighting and set decoration, and all that kind of stuff. It's like, or you can use motion graphics, <laughs> which is basically what anime is, you know, so it's like, okay let's build motion graphics let's get a character shot let's get a background shot let's have it move a certain way let's you know introduce visual language and like you know we developed a lot of that from all our action stuff and we just dude i was got watching super
2: literal with anime i was like working on this dubstep guns to today <clears throat> and i uh i typed sam walks down the street like denzel washington in man on fire <laughs> and i was like wait a second I'm just saying that reference. I don't actually have never seen that movie, but I just know it's. I know it's the right reference. So I started watching clips for Man on Fire. I'm like, dude, this is this kind of it's kind of anime. Like, have, you, have you seen it? I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. that's Tony Scott, right? Yeah, yeah. like there's it's these very anime. There's like weird camera moves and like exposure shifts and like jump cuts, and it's like it's it borders on motion graphics. It just mm-hmm. it limits itself to using the film yeah you know so so there's all sorts of weird things that are happening there with strange overlays that happen every once in a while and these cuts and exposure shifts and camera moves and it's it's like yeah it verges on anime yeah it's, like, it's using it's 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 yeah sorry just yeah it's, it's using the medium to tell a more heightened story than if the camera was just filming something
0: yeah it's like once you have like elements that are now panning and scanning across the screen even if it's like really basic motion you're animating your shot and, like, you just turn the dial up a little bit more and you enter the realm of cartoons and anime. You know, I guess we keep saying anime, but it's basically, like, any cartoon, right? It doesn't just apply to anime. Yeah. The specific storytelling style of anime, though, is just because we want to try and make baseball hyper dramatic and then we just stick yeah. with the theme because anime makes things hyperdramatic. It's, it's just because we were all watching Attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like that hyper drama, that, like, operatic storytelling because, yeah. you know... Everything is just a fucking reskin of everything else. Like, Call of Duty is a reskin of, I guess, another Call of Duty, which is a reskin of another Call of Duty, which is a reskin of Battlefield, which is a reskin of Call of Duty. Like, you've played all the games, you've watched all the movies, you've read all the stories. So, like, any story can be dramatic, right? It's how it's delivered to you. It doesn't matter. So, anime storytelling, you know, in our videos is all about just taking inane things, just A baseball, a fidget spinner, an AI car race, uh, and like taking that and being able to tell a hyper dramatic story that's just as gripping about fidget spinners and winning a hundred bucks as it would be about like saving New York City from aliens. Yeah. Because the function of everything is exactly the same. You can watch a movie about New York City exploding and not give a crap about everybody. You can watch a different movie about New York City exploding and it like hits you and you're like, oh my God. Like, so many people died. Yeah, you know? I think
3: of, like, the end. Of, you, did you guys see Man of Steel? Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: They, they Another, they exploded New York City. And yeah, it's like the last really 30 minutes. It's like everything's
3: <laughs> exploding. They're punching each other for 30 minutes, and it's like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel as intense as a guy freaking about to spin his finished fidget yeah. spinner. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's or, weird. Or, uh, you know, Watchmen. Did you remember that scene
3: in Watchmen, the HBO series? Oh, wait. Do, have you seen uh, it? In the HBO series. Which, which scene are you talking about? Squid? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That, like that hits different than Superman, <laughs> you know, blowing up buildings. Yeah, which is an interesting I mean, it's total tangent, but it's an interesting difference between the Zack Snyder adaptation and yeah. the book is like he set out to create this like perfect adaptation of <coughs> Watchmen, but then totally changed the meaning of mm-hmm. the ending. Um, and it, was, yeah, it wasn't
0: whole... that bad, his Watchmen ending.
3: No, I feel like it's a. It's like he made the like basic action movie version of mm-hmm. Watchmen Um and that that is the the take that makes like the take on that ending that makes sense for that version mm-hmm. of it, but um, Zach Snyder kind of makes anime. He does. Yeah, I mean it's it's all about having like <laughs> hyper detailed
0: cinematic language paired with your storytelling and your moments in the movie, your story beats, but also making sure that the story beats are good enough that you can do cool shots. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like what do I need to film this shot? Oh, a camera on a tripod. I need to rewrite the script. You know, it's like. Change everything until every shot is justified being wacky and crazy. It's like yeah. okay, this shot's me flying in towards their face, and this shot zooms out from their ear and spins around their head and flies back into the, like the flames in the background. This shot, they're just in this in the galaxy because they're talking about something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's just like get crazy with it and make sure your story can support that. And like like Sam I just love that.
3: The Sam Raimi Spider Man movies, I feel like have that as well. Like mm-hmm. uh
0: I always think of that shot of this was our beat for beat like perfect.
3: Yes, you know. Yeah, but, dude, Ugh, Sam Raimi's. Yeah, those those movies are. I love those movies. But there's the shot in Spider Man Two where, uh, Doc Ock's like on the rooftop, or no, Spider Man swinging, and it pulls out from Doc Ock's eye, and he's like oh, yeah, on the top of the shot. building. <laughs> um, and there's shots. Uh, like most of the new Marvel movies kind of suck, but he did that new um, uh, frigging yeah, Doctor Strange. And there are mo- there are like Sam Raimi moments in it, and they're so good, <laughs> just like weird like kaleidoscope like fading between things. It's it's um, yeah, I love his. I mean Edgar style. Wright does that a little bit too, you know. Edgar Wright for sure, yeah, yeah. I think he's definitely in that vein. Yeah, and let me attribute to anime, but at the end of the day, it's it's
0: animation and it's high energy animation. And just figuring out a way to bring that to filmmaking, but also in a way to do it where it's like not cost prohibitive or time prohibitive. Yeah, it's just like. Oh, it gets me really excited. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, it's really just like at the end of the day, it's like, okay, you're using a, you have an image. It's like, what are you going to do with it now? It's like, is that is it, when you call cut, is that the end of the moment? Or is there something else that you're going to be doing on top of that?
0: I will say that because of this new project that we're doing, I've never seen, <laughs> I've never seen an animated character break character after a director says cut. <laughs> 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 but now i've seen it and it's very surreal to see a cartoon character who's like acting and then stops acting and then the clip ends and you're like that's weird
3: yeah he like goes and eats some chips or <laughs> yeah something. like
0: no one would ever animate a cartoon character from the frame after they don't need it but like because we're taking real clips of ourselves you know like i have a shot it would, like acting acting and then you know we crack and we start laughing and then like you know you relax and like you start to walk off screen and that's where the clip ends and then once you process everything, <clears throat> and you do everything, you can now have a cartoon character that's acting, 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 and then stops acting, starts laughing, and like so, starts to walk off frame. And yeah. it's just such an odd thing to
3: see. It's like somebody taking off their mocap suit. Well, like after the taking <laughs> yeah. the character just Yeah, becomes, imagine like C-3PO like...
0: in one of the new Star Wars movies, just like falling down to the ground
3: as the character <laughs> takes pulled off along. the mocap yeah. suit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. I yeah we've been very like hush on this anime video because a I think it's a really good video with a good story and I don't want to like spoil it because it's only like seven minutes long and b because I think the visual effect that we're going to do is really special and people are going to be like wowie so I want I want that to hit and that's why we're being really careful not to show anything until we get there we also want to follow through on our promise. We're here on mics being like, we can make a cartoon
3: (laughs) in 20 minutes. (laughs) And everybody's like, yeah, right. It's like, okay, for us to be able to say that, we need to do it. Yeah. And- like there'll probably be some shots where people will be like, Oh, that looks a little weird, but there's already been shots. Yeah. I'll like, be out. like,
2: you look weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course it's going to Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to look a little weird. It's like, going to look a little AI, whatever. Okay. Yeah. But
0: that's the kind of the point is like, this isn't an anime. It's not hand-drawn animation. We're not it's stealing new, jobs. It's a new form. Yeah. It's of like, animation. that's a,
3: that's an interesting point with the, like the AI is going to steal jobs. Cause it, at least for the stuff that we'd be making, it's like, we wouldn't have hired animators to do this. <laughs> yeah, so it is like shot this, live action. This video exists because of the technology, not yeah. not like oh, finally we get to stop paying this like Korean just... studio to do, to do this. Dude, this Honestly, video
2: is so cool that we're hiring someone right now to make art about the video, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so that job's not not getting replaced either. That's yeah. the, actually that's often what happens
0: when something comes along that that amplifies human power. It doesn't make us less productive, it makes us more productive, you know, obviously, like there's nuance and everything, but like if a tool comes along that makes it easier for somebody to make a cool film, that doesn't mean there's less cool films coming out. It means there's more cool films coming out and more yeah. projects being made, you know yeah,
2: that's literally all it means, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like oh, i I really like the days when cameras weighed a hundred pounds because then you only had good movies coming out.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, think of all the people carrying cameras that lost their job. From well, because uh, I'd, yeah, I'd be Mr. so ex-
2: tripod, the, the French guy who uh, <laughs> with the third leg. <laughs> tripod. Yeah. What was his name? Tripod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know he started a <clears throat> whole industry that consumed him. <laughs> and then
0: GoPro comes out and threatens his whole job. Yeah, sorry. sorry. People People do lose their jobs to Technology, technology advancing, though, which is definitely sad. Yeah. That
2: poor apple farmer. They stole all his boxes. <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's sorry. It's 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 not I don't wanna like it's the it's the only natural response to just seeing so much like so many people freaking out about it, you know. Yeah. Just, because it's, it's
0: a lot of it a lot of it is just you gotta like
2: take it. It's just drama. Down. It's but just
0: also people living in the gossip it's just, land.
2: It's not even just drama, it's just like the stupid social media thing still vocal minority you know when are people gonna burn out on this
0: you know this is for another podcast but I kind of wonder I feel like we're close to a burnout phase on social media
3: where people are like ah screw this this sucks you know yeah I think it's pretty close Mm -hmm. I I think what's cool about Instagram speaking of art is like I can fill my Instagram feed with just like beautiful art and like every time I get on there it's just like cool stuff that people I try to control
0: that Instagram feed and Facebook just wants they just want my feed so bad and like do not show me suggested posts and, like, I I purposely, like, don't scroll down to, like, the little videos they have playing. It's like, I
3: don't want to see your random shit. I didn't follow these people. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. All, all the other ones, I I deleted that, like, years ago. Yep, same. My life is much better for it. I agree. But I was going to say about the, like, I feel like the, the, the opposite of this stealing jobs, or not the opposite of this stealing jobs, is, you know, what if instead of your animated series that you love coming out every... Year, or or every few years because it takes so long, like it becomes like a weekly series on YouTube or something. It's like mm-hmm. now that's potential where <clears throat> instead of you know like one person getting to make their thing and everybody else has to be like, all right, I guess I'll do the in between drawings or something. Yeah. It's like each individual artist will be able to like just create a bunch of character sheets and then feed that in and be like, okay, I want to tell my story now, and then they can tell that to a a an audience of maybe like 10, 100,000 people and make like a good living Mm -hmm. instead of just being like, I'm going to work on this other person's thing and I'm going to probably make the same amount and not be happy at all. Mm -hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's a very, it's, it's what happened to filmmaking with YouTube. It's like Sam and I, you know, everybody else here, like we're not making giant multimillion dollar movies, you know, it's like, that'd be cool. but that's not what we're doing. But yet, we get to make what we love. We're happy. And I think the people that watch our stuff are happy also. It's like, because technology got to the point where we could do it and we could make stuff that people enjoyed and people are able to just watch it. And that's a beautiful thing.
3: Yeah. And the technology will now allow us to make the ideas that, we think are so far off in terms of like the execution. Like, or, oh, I like, can't do that.
0: Cause it has this crazy world and has these crazy characters.
3: How like, I
0: can't do that. It's like, Oh, maybe I can now.
3: Yeah. And yeah. that to me is like, that is the most exciting part of it. Like, even if all of our jobs do get taken in five years, <laughs> like <clears throat> if in the fourth year, I can make the thing that I've always wanted to make. Yeah. And then I have to go like start a restaurant in some small town or something. <laughs> that new job. Like I'll, I'll be okay with that. I mean, at the end of the day, it just, it just means more art and more
0: artists. And you know what? It's it's going to make the value of individual pieces of art perhaps go down. Like I heard a really good analogy. Like if you had a machine that could turn rocks into gold, it wouldn't make gold worthless, right? It wouldn't mean there's less gold. Like it would just mean that you have a lot of gold. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, there would be some serious inflation. Yeah. inflation. Yeah. That, I think that's no. Really my my point being, my point being is that like <laughs>
2: <not> the best <laughs> analogy, it's
0: like the uses for gold still exist and it's very useful. It just becomes a lot less hard to get it. Right. right I see. Like everybody gets to have gold jewelry. Everybody gets to have gold-plated USB cables. Like sick. it just becomes a thing. Like and yeah, it's like somebody who had like a you know a gold collection because they were saving their money. It's like they're like no. It's like. Yeah, that sucks. But, you know, gold doesn't become useless.
2: It Dude, just I becomes... Mean, it was really hard to get turmeric a few hundred valuable. years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know.
3: Yeah, every, every seems to conflate, like, more <laughs> well, availability. Like, yeah.
0: oh, art's going to be easier to make. Art's going to become worthless and useless. It's like, no, it's not going to be useless. It's going to be just as useful. It's going to be just as potent. And it's going to hit your emotional triggers just as hard, you know? Yeah, gonna it, for it's AI just, writing. It's just going to be a lot less, yeah. I guess, in a way, scarce, you know, there's yeah. it's not going to be, well, actually, you know what, there probably will be cultural touchstones. I don't know. Like, it's weird. This is one of those weird things. Like when you remove yeah, all broadcast stations and movie theaters and like, you know, streaming services, do human beings naturally work towards just having shared cultural experiences that just pop out and become a thing? I don't know. I think it's
3: that. I we think must that, a little bit that because... will have been a rare factor of having a massive society that only has like small media like uh, touchstones or like places where you can go to consume media.
2: Cause it's just, I mean, it's a 20th, 20th century phenomenon though. Cause think about like, I mean, sure music in like the 18th century, mm-hmm. you know, you can write that down on sheet music and then give that to someone else. Um, like that's the closest thing previously. You know, if you painted a picture, Or took a photograph like sure you could maybe make more photos based off of your negatives i think but like a painting no that's there's only one there's only one you know so you have music that's able you can transfer that across you know borders uh but then in the 20th century you know you have like radio telegram blah blah blah, to tv and then movies and stuff so it's like a it's still like an overall recent phenomenon you know what so well,
3: and really like the first the first mediums of art that were made for working class people because like you're bringing up paintings like oh i also forgot books <laughs> <laughs> yeah books <laughs> but like the that's the crazy thing is like we think of like you think of the mona lisa or something like that and it's like oh i see that everywhere mm-hmm. but that was a well i don't know about the mona lisa but like you saw only be able to see
0: it When you went to see the Mona Lisa, (laughs) yeah, like
3: in somebody's house, like a rich guy's house. Well,
2: people would make like you know replicas would would, are a thing too. So Uh, I guess they did do that back then. They did do replicas, but yeah, even still,
3: NFTs still. Yeah, NFTs. The NFT version of
2: (laughs) 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 yeah.
0: All right, I have to go home and eat dinner with my fam. But this is this is a good time. I'm glad we can finally break the silence on this anime video a little bit, like. I still feel like we're underselling it, even though we like we did hype it up a little bit here. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna hype it up hard one more time. Well, I and mean, we're starting to speed up on it too. Yeah. So I feel like it's coming. We're going to invent a new method of animation that enables anybody with a computer to make cartoons <laughs> to a certain point <laughs> with some weird caveats. Boom. But it'll be cool.
2: It's gonna be <laughs> sick. Yeah. All right. Well, till next time. Toodles. Peace out.